0: and welcome to the Skullcast for episode 8. We do not have a zeal this time, but we do have Griff, Nomad, and Gobulatula. Gobulatula. I got it right this time, didn't I? No. Fuck! <laughs> yeah, you did. The second oh, okay, time. Good. Okay. Thank you. So, uh, say hi, guys, so everyone knows your voices. Griff, say hi. Hey! And Nomad? Yo! Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, we, um... We actually did not plan to do an episode this time. That was the idea, was that we were going to take a week off because Azil couldn't make it. And um, <laughs> we have a bigger show planned, uh, talking about Miura, but it's going to take a lot more planning before we get to that point where we can actually talk about it like intelligently. And So really, I just wanted to gather a bunch of guests here today to talk about you know, general Berserk stuff, what's been happening on the forum. I mean, we've been playing Mass Effect 3, a lot of us have, so... I think we have a lot to say about that But uh, I didn't want to say too much Without Azil here, he's a big factor in Mass Effect So we're going to save a lot of that discussion for him But first I wanted to start out With the trailer Uh, There was a new trailer that was released this past week uh, For movie 2 of the Berserk movie And I think everyone here has seen it What did you guys think? This is like a minute and a half long trailer Focusing on adultery and I guess, you know, court intrigue During that time What did you guys think of the quality of it?
1: Uh, I thought I it was thought... a lot better than the last one, or than awesome. any of the last trailers. I just thought uh, the content looked a lot more interesting. I liked the I thought it was a lot more focused, and mm. I just I thought the tone was better. I mean, the first one, it's like it's obviously not just introducing the first movie, but introducing the whole series. And I guess I'm most familiar with that stuff, and even just stuff like the color. Like, I like the color better. I like the look of the CG better, even though mm. it was there was like more CG probably, and it was more pronounced. Maybe I'm used to it. Or just it just seemed more uniform. Like the last one, it had all those bright green colors, like on the grass, and there wasn't so much of that in this one. Like it's sort of jarring and stood out. And this one, I don't know. I like the content of this one better, and it looked it looked more serious. I I thought it
2: was exciting as hell. It made me. Well, first of all, it made me want to watch the first movie, which I've uh, seen (laughs) ten minutes plus little tiny snippets of. But uh, it. I thought the animation looked fine. Um, the CG wasn't as obvious in, in this one, like Griffith said, or you know, it looked all right. And um, but the the thing is, it, it. I mean, I've heard only a little bit of the voice acting, and it kind of made me realize I'm. I don't really think I like the new voice of Griffith. I, I think he he sounds a little too, uh, a little too dainty when he's uh, commanding his troops and uh, like the the original voice of Griffith in the Japanese version he had like this like this strength when he was like barking out orders like you guys over there blah 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 <laughs> and <laughs> anyway uh, I, I, I'm I not sure sh- I think Guts is okay so far I just, I'm definitely partial to the first Guts I, I really really like Casca though from what i've heard I, she sounds like I feel nice. like
1: guts and Casca, i can't even like tell the difference between them and the old one actually i think i like them i like them fine like the new guts is fine he might even be like i don't know he's even a little like gruffer which is good but like yeah i agree with you on griffith that like he so he just sounds like a nerd now
0: like yeah, i don't know yeah. i mean he yeah, sounds kind of nerdy I guess so. it doesn't really yeah. bother me but uh yeah i mean if i had to choose i'd, I'd probably like the other the anime voice better, but it's not something that really sticks out to me.
1: Yeah, it's probably not going to, like, I'm just going to, I don't know, I'm going to get used to it, and then I won't even know the difference anymore between the old one and the new one. Because, well, that's the other weird thing, is that they didn't try to fundamentally be different. Like, they were still sort of, like, going with people that sounded like the old versions.
0: Oh, okay, yeah.
1: Like, they didn't really go for, like, here's a totally new interpretation of this character, and it's like, no, not really. It's like, they're sort of, it's weird that they're sort of beholden to that. Yeah.
3: Well, consider it a compliment,
1: though. Yeah, I guess it's the old one. But there there were some weird things. Oh, sorry, Walter, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, I I like that this trailer opened up with Doldry. Given the fact that the castle siege in the first movie that we saw was really interesting and detailed, I'm looking forward to what they do with Doldry in this movie. I'm sure it'll be cool. Although, a lot of the action that happens in Doldry doesn't necessarily involve a lot of castle sieging i mean it's mostly you know maneuvers outside the castle involving a dust cloud but um i mean there, there's some castle infiltration as well I, I, are we sure that that's going to happen though i mean uh, I, again I, i'm probably inferring too much based on what we have and have not seen in the trailer but you know we haven't really seen Casca make her stand or any in, in, implying of that
1: we you haven't know, seen a- have
0: we seen a don at all we have not seen Adon at all. We have seen his whole character sketch in the characters section of the okay. uh, film website, but it's, you know, it kind of implies that he's going to be in it. But we haven't seen any art of him that I remember, anyway. So, yeah, I, I mean, there could be a lot more that we just haven't seen yet. I think it was uh, I forgot his name or her name on the on the forum that has seen the first movie said that there was a clip or a, a, a small section of Griffith standing in front of, the, of a burning castle. Um, so apparently the assassination stuff or the conspirator plot will be in there. always the payoff for it will be in there. Although we still well, haven't seen that yet. So,
1: well, it's not going to be completely in there. Cause as far as like, we know Foss isn't in the movies, like he wasn't in the first movie, like right. I think was confirmed. And, uh, he has a lot of important dialogue with Griffith. I mean, it's a lot, it's important for Griffith's character. And I mean, it really applies a couple of the most sinister elements of his character. First, you know, when he, uh, after, you know, Adonis is killed and Julius, you know, they have the discussion and he, you know, gives Foss that stare down. And that goes into later Foss's analysis of him after they kill the queen where he's just, you know, saying how he's just so frightened of this man, you know, like he's shaking, you know, not because he helped this, you know, the assassination, but because Griffith is just terrifying. Yeah. You know, he's just this terrifying guy. And it's like, I feel like, you know, are they going to lose that? You know,
0: think, think about this uh when the series, when the movie series was first confirmed to not be taking place with the Black Swordsman arc, it was instead jumping forward to the Golden Age arc, one of the biggest things people, including me, complained about was the perception people have of Griffith as a character. You know, you lose the backstory or, or the forward story, I guess, that he ultimately comes femto. And so... Throughout the Golden Age, you're always wondering how this character evolved into that. Like, how did what, what was his initial dark side? So if you lose that, you, you cut that off, what you're left with is Griffith as a conqueror. Okay, but you still have to imply certain developments that will lead up to him becoming a demon lord, basically. Well, if you're cutting out Foss, if you're cutting out all the things Foss said, okay. You're cutting out Griffith saying that he wants his own kingdom and he has determined to get it, okay. If you cut out the conspirators' plot, what are you left with? What what's what's there to, to build the foundations for Griffith becoming femto? What's like it, it would almost seem like a completely random occurrence. Like oh, they,
2: well. even what they did in the original anime series is is better than this, where they uh, there was a brief moment where Guts was being haunted, and then he yeah. sees image of the God Hand, and he's like Griffith, and then <laughs> it's just it's just you know you see of barrets I'm saying that wrong and that's fine you you see him kill an apostle and you have a concept of apostle demon it and you know then it episode 2 you see griffith have one of these things yeah. you're like oh <laughs> yeah. but in this new movie you're you're just like oh okay he has this weird necklace whatever <laughs> pretty but, much I mean <laughs> Hopefully, well, in the people same, that are watching these things are fans of the series. They already know this, but if you're going to be dragging, if you're going to
0: try to get new fans, this uh, there's, I don't there's know. still there's still quite a bit we don't know about the first movie, which kind of annoys me. I mean, like I know the fans that we have on the on the forum aren't like you know by law having to give us really detailed descriptions of what is and is not in the movie, but I would love to hear some details. Like for example, we've been told that the. Bath scene is out. Okay. Well, what else has happened in the bath scene? It's the first one where you hear yeah, the Grif- of Where hear it. It's, it's also the first time you see the Behirit activate on its own. You see it like look towards Guts. If, if that's out of here, what's our yeah. understanding of the Behirit? Well, <laughs> I
3: mean, but but hold on hold on because if somebody said that that wasn't in there because that was in the uh, the original teaser trailer. Which part? That, that, the part where Guts. It, it, it was either Guts. I'm I'm assuming it was him. He was holding the. How do you pronounce it again? Uh, beh- it's,
0: it's Behirit. Behirit okay. Oh, yeah, he was looking at it, yeah. <laughs> he was Behirit. looking right. at it, and,
3: and then you see the eye opening. So I'm pretty sure that scene is going to be there. Um, well, well,
0: well, if you're just referring to, I think it's just a picture of the Behirit animating itself. That's mm-hmm. all you're referring to, right?
3: No, 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 it actually opens his eyes. Like, you, no, like, but do you right. see
1: Guts holding it? That's, 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 that's um, what I'm wondering, yeah.
3: Well, that, you see somebody's hand. I just. Okay, uh, so,
1: yeah, you know, that might be I'm, another time.
2: Disappointed that we don't get to see Guts and Griffith bathing together. That's just terrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, that—that's what angers me. <laughs> but, uh, no, no bath
0: time. Fuck this. I, I think, think
2: that what we also learned from the first anime series is if you cut any character out, any there is no real filler, and you can't really imagine. The the people who made these movies going up to Mirror and say, "Oh, we're we're just gonna get rid of Foss. We don't have time. You know. <laughs> I yeah. mean, he's he's not that important. He doesn't show up much later in the series, does he? He doesn't. You know, it's like <laughs> e- like every 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 thing that happens. Like you know this this." I don't know. I don't know. That's, well, yeah,
1: going going even further like, you know, Foss has been showing up more recently, you know, he's he's a continuing character, so it's like they can't just cut him out of here and then it's like, okay, well, moving on because it's like if they plan to do the entire, you know, series eventually, which I don't know where that is, that's so down so far down the line, it's not not something to worry about too much, but you know, are they going to reintroduce him? Are they going to have to keep finding ways around him? You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, that's that would get pretty weird, especially in like is and let me get this straight: Owen and uh, Ray-Ban, wasn't one of them cut. Isn't only one of them in it? It's unconfirmed, but it's yes. unconfirmed. How it's can unconfirmed. that? How, how can that be unconfirmed? You're right. Where are where are uh-huh. our eyes and Don't, ears on the ground? We only here? have
0: time for one of them, not both. <laughs> yeah. That's what it seems like. In the in the shots we have of Doltries planning, like the area where they were planning the attack with the king of the room, you only see Raban in that. So
1: okay. You don't. Because oh, yeah, because like they they become like at that point in the series, it makes sense because they're always together. Basically, I mean they're right. they're you know separate a couple of times, but it's not that. Yeah, I guess Raven would be most important because he's in the meeting with the king, and mm-hmm. then they're both together everywhere else. But again, they're gonna they're gonna separate and have their own you know important roles to play later on. So that you know yeah, like what you said, Gobbs, these things like even if it's like something you can get around now and try to cut that corner, it's going to come back
0: later. So I don't know how they're going to deal with that. Uh, the other thing about the trailer, just kind of moving on, was I was surprised how far they went in this particular movie. They shows up to Griffith being whipped by the king and losing the spirit. And so it's yeah. covering quite a bit of ground, which means that movie three will open up, I mean presumably will open up with Guts being away for a year, which is, which is smart, which kind of means the first scene could possibly be a skull knight. Which would be a neat way to open it up and lead yeah. towards the eclipse, which is the final, probably the, one of the final scenes of the movie. And then it's going to be like mostly wild, right? Right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: at least an hour of wild, and then an hour of
0: the eclipse. Pretty cool. Well, it's 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 not it's not completely reliable to say you know so much time is spent per volume, but wild takes up volume eleven if we're covering yeah. volumes 10, 11, 12, and thirteen. <laughs> he to be a significant like, portion yeah. of time, but it's, it's not obviously. It doesn't have to obey that same you know proportion ratio or anything like that. Yeah. So, it if he's in at I all, hope, I'd be
1: pretty thrilled.
0: I yeah, I hope he's included. But here's the thing: like if you cross that bridge, if you say you're going to include Wild in the series in the movie, that's that's significant. You have to deal with that. You can't just kill him yeah. off in two scenes. He's an apostle. You know they have to really yeah. build up and have that confrontation. I'm I'm just not sure the movie has the pacing to deal with that, the format of a movie. I'm not sure it could be. the budget,
1: even. Because it's like, when you think about it, that's like adding a whole other, like, you know, the Zod scene is probably the biggest one from the first movie, you know, dealing with the plot. That's like adding a whole other scene like that that's actually much more complicated and complex if you do it, you know, anywhere near faithfully. And it's like in the middle of a forest, too. It's not like in a dark, you know, dungeon where you can sort of, you know, cut corners a little. And so, yeah. yeah, that would be a huge commitment on that part. I mean, I will be, I will be very impressed if uh, Wild is in the movie. I'll just put it that way, rather than saying disappointed, because yeah, just I don't know.
2: I can't. It's hard I, I for just me just to imagine it. Maybe they'll I, do a montage. Like, <laughs> Oh, all the, all of the things we had to do to rescue you, Griffith. The movie <laughs> yeah. starts Remember with. Remember that flash- time? <laughs> It the starts flash- with Griffith being already rescued. Hey, remember when we fought that big monsters? Who thought there was two of them? <laughs> oh. yeah. No, yeah. you say that, and,
3: and all that comes in my head is that song from uh, Team America.
4: Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: we're <laughs> gonna do a <laughs> montage. Yeah, um, I tend to think how here's here's how they'll solve it. They just won't have any pursuers. You know, when they leave Wyndham, they just won't have any pursuers. And the next scene will be, you know, Carcass <laughs> breaking his sword on the stone. You know, sure, yeah. it's
2: like. Dad, please, please don't... Please don't hurt Griffith. Okay. Uh, Okay. (laughs) You're right. I I think I've hurt him enough. (laughs) After all, I am kind of creepy for lusting after you. Eh. Yeah. Oh, well.
1: He was right. (laughs) No, but, uh... What's interesting is, again, that would be like lesser than the original anime, where or at least they, they sort of had this sort of bastardized pursuer scene, but they still had the scene where basically they took Wilde's dialogue and put it in the mouth of some nobody, some like commander that was holding Griffith, you know, mm-hmm. saying how he'll never ride again, your dream is dead and all that, because, you know, even they acknowledged the importance of that scene. Yeah, And it would be disappointing if they didn't represent it because there's even more scenes in there that really should be done. Like I thought a really important one is Griffith when he's like, you know, putting the armor on, you know, and everything. They put the armor oh, on yeah. and they sort of dress him up in the part. And he tries to, you know, and there's, you know, scenes there where he's like worried about Guts and Casca. And you can see him struggling and like there's blood coming out of his mouth, you know, because he's just so physically destroyed. And he can't do anything to help them. And right. he they they have him in that foxhole with those two guys and he tries to like take his sword out. Mm-hmm. and uh it just you know you just can't do it it just falls back in it's just a sad moment where you know these were things that were cut out of the original anime that added a lot of you know nuance you know were very important in the manga and it would be Absolutely. it would be nice to see them touched on you know in the new movie because I feel like that's what the opportunity of the new movies are you
2: know yeah, especially is to actually since touch they on said scenes said they, that m- they wanted to be faithful right
0: right yeah, yeah. Uh, well i yeah, mean here, I, th- go ahead
2: i was going to say that as a, a fan who's who saw the anime first i think volume uh, 11 was probably one of the the biggest like volumes for me cuz i'm like whoa what's all this stuff all these uh there was some really great uh character interaction between um, guts and griffith cuz there was yeah. all these back and forth like uh griffith's like ominous stare at um you know Guts and Casca together. Well, we did get that in the anime, but then you know, back to friendship when they're in the you know, Guts is dressing Griffith up, and you know, Griffith is smiling at Guts, and then the next second, he'll be looking at Guts with jealousy, and it's just
0: like yeah, all this. Those, those scenes are very important to get into Griffith's mind, uh, mindset between his rescue and the eclipse because it's a significant time to understand where he's coming from before he makes a sacrifice i mean
4: so yeah i can't imagine they
0: cut out much of that but um i mean to me this all comes back to the big question the one i've been kind of addressing since the movie was announced if you're going to cut this crap out what's the point i mean i don't i don't i don't (laughs) want to i'm not interested in that that's not berserk to me why even? Why even bother if you're not going to include these important nuances in the story? What's the point? Because you're going to have
1: cool, a cool movie where there's lots of action and violence. <laughs> there's blood. Uh. Look at the CGI blood. <laughs> it's really faithful. <laughs> Very bloody. We, but, uh, <laughs>
2: we actually counted the drops of blood that Cantaro drew. <laughs> That's the. End. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we've got it in every last drop. <laughs> but uh, no. But going back to the trailer, some of the discrepancies are interesting little changes. Uh, it was very cool that you see the king whipping Griffith and you can see his body. That was uh, cool. Like his bloody did you see body. Him, in.
0: Did you see him drooling? The king, if you watch it frame by frame. He's, he's, like, a mad as he's whipping Griffith, so, yeah. Maybe That's they crazy. were trying
1: to combine the molestation scene with that scene. <laughs> like, <laughs> the same time. Dude,
0: you're probably right, actually.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so, uh, no, but uh, uh, another interesting thing was I noticed uh, that when Charlotte and Griffith are kissing, she, like, yeah. really looked into it. Like, she was, like, he's, like, behind her. Like, it's, like, it wasn't as, you know, before it was, it's very sort of ambiguous, like, how much she's into it and how much he's, like, forcing the action. I mean, or she's she saying no, you it. know. Yeah, she was this, uh, it, well, in this scene, yeah, eventually she was, but it's like in this scene, it's like right from the get go, it looks like right. they're into it. Like there was just a lot of exaggerated motion there, and the same thing from when they show Griffith in the morning after, like when he's clutching his shoulder, he's like he's like shaking, like he's got you know, like he's having a seizure, and I was just like, geez, that's a bit much, <laughs> like you know, I mean, it's like, can you draw overacting?
2: I thought the
0: scene was lit well. We're oh also, yeah, it looked very nice. We're also just seeing glimpses of those scenes. There could be it could yeah. just, you know it could be different in context. I don't know. They didn't necessarily bother me in the trailer. I don't
2: know. I would I would be shaking if I was you know, if I just got done having sex with a beautiful woman while thinking of a man <laughs> the entire <laughs> yeah. time. I'd be very confused.
1: <laughs> yeah. What about a uh, Gennon's uh, beard? I guess it was the other thing.
0: Uh, <laughs> really interesting. I think someone in the Thread, I'm not sure who it was, maybe it was Nomad, brought it up that they're probably just trying to accentuate the fact that time has passed. Makes an older yeah. version of the character they introduced previously. That's fine. I mean, it's a yeah. weird change. Like, I mean, the, the fundamental question I have for that is: it, it worked for Miura. Why would you change it? I mean, but yeah. whatever. It what is weird because I
1: he's... felt like it. I don't know. It almost making him like old makes him like
0: I don't know. Makes him more sympathetic almost. Like he's uh, makes it him makes more sympathetic. doesn't it? it? Makes him like less sympathetic. He's just this creepy old dude. To no, I don't know. Well, he was a
1: creepy old dude before, but he still had sort of like enough, like middle. He was still middle aged enough that, like, you know, you want to. I don't justify, know. He was I still, no, pervert. no, no. I'm not rationalizing. I'm just saying that, like, you know, it's like there's a difference between like some, you know, evil, like pervert, you know, that's like still sort of in their prime, and like a pathetic old man. Like oh. I feel like I, it was like a weird change, and also like I don't like that he has the same color hair as Griffith at this point. People are gonna be, <laughs> you know, be like, "Is that his father?"
0: <laughs> or oh, God. I don't know. I really hope not. That'd be really sad for people to think that. I don't know. It's just a.
1: It was, I just. I just thought it was. Yeah, just a weird change. I mean, it won't. You know, I'll get used to it. But it was. It was just odd that they would do that. Y- even it's if like you someone... can just draw him looking older. Is yeah. I guess the. Yeah.
0: Doldry so, Bild- looks like the highlight of the movie to me. I look, I'm looking forward yeah. to that scene. It looks really cool. I like yeah. what they did with it.
2: How much is uh, the Blu-ray of the first movie? When's that out? I need to buy it.
0: It's coming out in May, I think it is. I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, the pre- pre-orders are already have already begun for that. As I, as I recall, two hundred dollars American. Nah, I don't think I'd be that. I mean, discs in Japan are generally more. I mean, you're probably going to end up paying like forty bucks for it. I would mm-hmm. guess. But I don't Speaking
2: know. Speaking of Berserk Blu-rays, does it, do any of you have the TV series
0: Blu-ray? If so, how is it? I don't think I don't anyone know. here has it, but we've no. seen. Screen, it's actually someone linked to it. We have a thread for it. Someone linked to many, many photos and screen grabs. I think. Yeah, it's, and
1: like, like I've seen blue. like some scenes from it. On. It
0: looks like, good. Uh,
2: it looks I, really good. I think I think I I, I need to buy it. It's, it's very good. expensive, though, isn't it? Yeah. I Blu-ray would wait set. to see
1: if it gets a. Uh, if it gets sent over here first especially with like if the new movies are going to be coming over here someone will want to maybe yeah. cash in on the rides that is if these things are profitable at all that's the other problem with like the the box office receipts we're looking
2: at yeah like, yeah like is it really making a lot of money Well, everyone buy the uh, the first movie's blu-ray <laughs> 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 money out of
3: it. well i mean I, Since- I i don't think i, I don't think i'm going to pursue the blu-rays until there's like a box set or something because I, I hate when there's, more, you know, a trilogy or more than a trilogy that you buy the Blu-ray or DVD and then, you know, once once everything is, you know, done, you have this, you know, box set with extra stuff and you're like, oh, well, you know, I, I think my recommendation would be just wait.
2: I, can, I agree with you, but I feel like I have no choice because I still – haven't seen this 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 movie that I've invested so many so many tweets <laughs> in <laughs> oh, the stupid list? Twitter con- yeah I'm like I'm on the list. I'm like uh, number one hundred on this stupid contest. I've been I'm still tweeting every every day for wow. Berserk. And wow. yeah, it's really dumb and I'm losing interest, but it's <laughs> it's something I've done. And I still haven't seen this movie, so I have to buy the Blu-ray. Uh, Here's what Jeff- really,
0: what's what's really upsetting to me is that there's no, you know everyone has asked me questions and everyone has asked everyone questions about when's the next when when is it coming to the U S when's the U S release date and I kept saying my answer was always well I'm sure they'll probably address the release of the first movie once movie two gets closer you know because at the time these questions were coming when movie one was just being released in Japan but now that it's been out in theaters for over a month almost almost two months now when's the announcement gonna come that's gonna come internationally i mean like when's when's the actual premiere date for uk france us you know i mean this should be coming be nice. around pretty soon now that the first movie is you know been out in theaters for a bit yeah um, it's not here yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if anybody's uh,
3: listening uh the podcast uh <laughs> that can uh help uh the poor little skull nighters here with that matter uh go ahead and uh Contact your local company and please send us a movie already.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be great. Please do. Yeah. The next thing I had was something we've addressed. People have asked us questions about what got us into Berserk. And we've addressed those over the course of the podcast. But one thing that kind of is like a tangential to that is like what's kept us in Berserk for this long? I mean, like me and Griff have been reading it for more than 10 years now, like 11 years now, or 12 but, and, and Azil, I think he started it in 2000, maybe 99, I can't remember. So a lot of us have been more in it for more than 10 years. Like, but what's kept us and you guys attached to this series that long? Like, traditionally, you know, we've all had anime, you know, things in the past, but kind of, they kind of come and go. I don't really stick to them, but Berserk for me has really held fast. Like, what is it that kept, keeps you guys going each, each week and every month? Mm. Uh,
3: anybody first? <laughs> uh, I'll well, go first, uh...
1: Skullknight.net is a big reason. (laughs) I mean, it's like, I mean, that's an obvious answer. I mean, it's like, obviously, I want to, you know, it's kept my interest because the story is that interesting, and I want to find out what happens. And it's like, you know, there's, you know, a consistent sort of release schedule. Not, I guess, I mean, it just, it keeps trickling out, and I can keep following it, but it's not, like, something I have to invest, like... You know every day and it's not like you know when I was younger where I could like watch a lot of series or read a lot of things it's like it's the one thing I hold on to and plus it's like I've got all these like relationships invested in it on skullnight.net yeah me and, you too know, a lot of friends through it and so it's like yeah it's like it that makes
0: it easy hmm. I didn't actually anticipate that, that answer <laughs> Because my answer was just going to be like the characters, like the character display, like keeps me into prison. Well,
3: you know, you know what, I I do agree with uh, Griffith because, upon my experience, um, I like Gobbs. I started with uh, with the anime first, and um, I remember seeing the uh, Blackstone Over Midland website or the forums, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. Uh, A year later, I kind of disconnected myself, but I always, I was always leaning to find out, okay, what happens next, what happens next after the anime, and um, the year later, that's when I see uh, Skull Knight, and for some reason, it was the people, you know, the members, uh, I don't know, Aura, I don't know, I don't know how to uh, word it correctly, but, I mean, a lot of members, they seem to be so into it, and... Mm -hmm. You know, to me that was like, well, you know, I guess I'm gonna have to pick this up, and and uh, uh, you know, I I think that would be it uh, for me at least. I mean, obviously the story, um, a lot of unanswered questions, you know, no doubt. But um, what drove me the most was, you know, you guys, like the members th- themselves. You know, I just went there one time to see what happens next, and then next thing I know, I'm completely involved with it. So, yeah.
0: Um, I don't know. <laughs> I guess when, for, for me, it kind of evolved actually. You know what I think about it? Because I remember the very first thing that got me really invested in the story was, uh, the tower of retribution, seeing what's the bottom of it and not knowing that answer. The fact that Mira had built up this huge backstory for a thousand years ago and hasn't played that card yet. He just has all this stuff that's going to happen still. That to me is what initially drove me to keep reading and wanting to know, like how he would play that ballsy of a move in the, in the series and not have it answered. But eventually that I, I kind of outgrew just that as my motivation and I began to be really attached to the characters. It Actually, I wasn't sincerely attached to Guts as a character until around volume 27 or 28 actually, which is very late in the, in the cycle if you consider it. I've been reading Berserk for like almost six years at that point before I really began to be emotionally attached to Guts. And it's after he got the Berserk armor, and he's on the beach, and he picks up Shearik's hat. And you can see this look on his face where he's kind of become weathered or, like, beaten down by the situations he's had to face. And at that point, it was like, it was like a trigger, like an emotional switch went off in me. And I was like, oh, my God, my heart just poured out to this character. <laughs> yeah. And ever since, I've been very, very emotionally attached to Guts and what happens to him. So yeah. that, that to me was like, that was, that was when I was locked in the series. Like I'm, I'm not going anywhere until I, I see the complete story of guts. Oh man.
2: Yeah. Um, what keeps me going as a berserk fan, um, being invested in a series is my, the obvious thing is I, I want to see what happens to all these, these great characters. It's, it's, it is, it's the best, uh, comic I've ever read. And, um, yeah, same here. It's uh, the the art it just keeps getting better and better and better and um obviously the the characters are are fantastic and I mean sometimes one the one thing that kind of discouraged me at first like when I first caught up was um uh the the inconsistent release schedule and I think a lot of people kind of feel this way. Mm-hmm. But sure. uh, a lot of people also don't understand it and don't understand, uh, you know, just how hard uh, Kentaro Miura is, is working his his uh talented ass, ass off. off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, I, uh, but think, any, uh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. But um, what uh keeps me going is is the fact that you know you can reread this series over and over and over again and you can catch new things each time and that's pretty much like what it's it's a very rereadable series and you know once you get like a couple new episodes and you'll you'll find so- something new and you go back and you're like oh so that's where this came from blah 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 and uh yeah the the forms uh been a great place to, especially like i've been talking to as on like aim for forever he's been my uh berserk mentor if you will and whenever i have a really stupid question like oh you think that the moonlight boy separated from griffith and like he's he's been
0: like uh, no, this it's not possible. You are stupid. And, <laughs> you know. It's well, you know it like- wasn't. A, it, it was in volume twenty-seven. It wasn't a full. It was a. It was a full moon then, and we see Griffith. Right? You see that? Oh. You guys don't know what I'm talking about. There's a thread on the forum right now where someone is trying to point out to me that in volume twenty-seven we see Griffith on top of Zod carrying Charlotte on the bed, and it's a full moon then. So yeah. how come he's not the moonlight Board then? Well, actually, it's not a full moon. So. <laughs> oh,
2: it's not a full moon?
0: No, it's definitely not a full moon. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. It's partially occluded. And you can see you can still see the shadow on the moon, and even if you look at the shape of it, it's not a full circle to begin with, independent of the shading that's there. So oh,
2: very tricky. It's thing. like
0: just before a full moon. Oh man. So, yeah. nice. But I mean I think I think what you're talking about, the fact that Berserk is re-readable has a lot to do with the way Miura plans the series. He he embeds so much stuff into the series, uh, even in the background stuff that you wouldn't necessarily know the full significance of until later things are developed. But it's not like he retcons things. He plans for things to happen and then delivers on them, which changes your perceptions of the past. So, yeah, I think he's always continually building on the story, and, and what he builds also affects the things that we understand about the past. So it's a very rich series, for sure. Um, moving you can tell, on
2: to last- like, a lot of of time has been put into this. I mean yeah. obviously aside from like the art itself which looks like like a crazy madman drew it just like how detailed it is. It's like how can like even with his assistance and everything like you can tell that Mira is like a perfectionist and like he won't settle for anything that's not perfect and it works and the story itself is like just really well written. It's good
0: griff did you have
1: to go uh yeah can you guys you guys can just like wrap up uh without me i'll just hear whatever i miss <laughs> like sure. on the podcast all right well i gotta i gotta split so. okay all right later see okay, yeah. take care griff have
2: a good one bye
0: i think everyone talking here has been playing mass effect 3 or has yeah. been. i think everyone's beaten it except for gobs on this podcast and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, not going to talk specific so if you're still playing the game that's fine we're not going to discuss any spoilers um just the controversy around the i just game. don't
2: want it to end yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> we, we can start with that i don't have a problem with that are you guys cool starting with mass effect <laughs>
2: dude
0: whatever you want yeah, okay it's all, and I think it's fresh on everyone's mind. Uh, I, I just – it's fresh on my mind at least. It's kind of biased because I just finished it last night. Um, and I apparently – this is not a spoiler, but there are good and bad endings sort of. There are like ways to get a better ending. And you have there, to have a certain galactic readiness level to do that. And I just met it at like five points or something like that. They can have like 5001 or 5002 or something like that.
1: Yeah, that's where so, you can get all the endings.
0: Right. There's a – <laughs> Yeah, so I got the, the quote-unquote best ending. And there, it's difficult to avoid spoilers if you're on the internet right now because so many Bioware fans, or even not fans, are so pissed about their perception of what the ending should have been. And so it's, it's taken the form of like a, a Better Business Bureau filing, or, or sorry, a, a federal filing against...
1: Trade commission, yeah.
0: Thank you. A federal trade commission filing against Bioware for basically... Uh, false advertising for what the ending should have been, or, or said they were going to have the in the ending. But uh, so what's happened is it's, it's been all this ruckus on the forums and uh, and on uh, even on like video game news sites and stuff about people being upset about the ending. And so Bioware Ray Musica, the uh, vice president, I think he is, said we're going to address that. And and Casey Hudson, the 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 director of the series, the producer of the series, has said. We're going to do something about that as well. So, you know, Bioware has said, you know, they didn't—they haven't necessarily signed off on a change to the series necessarily, but that's sort of what's implied. If they're, if they're not going to change it, they're going to, like, clarify certain things that happen in the ending. And so I wanted to open this up to you guys. Like, how do you feel about uh, the creators of a series coming back, hearing fan reactions and then saying, we're going to go fix some stuff after that? So what do you think about that concept?
2: Uh, I, well, it's <laughs> I think sure it's, it's kind of crappy yeah like well i mean you thought it was cool to begin with and it's it's your your thing i mean in a way like oh i i guess i haven't seen the quote-unquote crappy ending right so but i've heard a lot of people complaining about it so it really makes me wonder Although like, there yeah, is dude, something, dude. there is something that they did in this game. Uh, I'm a tally fan, mm-hmm. and um, basically, there's a, a part of her character that's revealed in this. Uh, uh, this you mean game, her, you mean her face, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> and I don't know if it's a spoiler, but pretty much yeah. the the face that they gave her. <laughs> They, took it, from, like, they took it from like some Getty images, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty shitty, you know. Like, yeah, that was what, that that's how... pretty bad. It's it's actually
0: and, it's a good example because it's indicative of a lot of things throughout the game. Like, first of all, I wanted to say, I, I like the ending. I thought it was was fine, but you know, maybe it wasn't the best ending possible for the trilogy for given the scope of the series. I didn't think it really matched the scope that the series kind of aspired to, but it was—it wasn't by definition what I would call a bad ending. It just wasn't like amazing.
3: Yeah. So yeah, I
0: agree. I agree. It's, so, it's
3: pretty much. I mean, with the ending, you know, I looked at it more as for the core of the story. If you start looking at it, you know, with specifics or technical specifics, if you will, yeah, you probably will end up being disappointed. Um, but I don't think. That the disappointment should strive just because of the ending. I mean, there's, there's, it's, it's got a lot of rough, uh, edges and everything. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I don't think that, uh, I mean, if anything, if they should fix something, I mean, they should just do a DLC, not rewrite the ending or yeah, whatever yeah.
0: they
3: want to do. Uh, it will completely and utterly destroy the credibility that they have.
0: Um, what's left of it anyway.
3: Exactly.
2: <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh Shepherd wakes, so wakes up from a dream. So what? Shepherd wakes up from a dream. Oh wait, that didn't He's... happen. Time to time to really <laughs> fight the Reapers. Yeah,
0: You're the not image... even kidding, man. That's like one of the theories, basically. Like, <laughs> like... Yeah. One of the but... one of the one of the images a lot of fans like joke about wanting to see whether it's real or not is like Shepherd and Garris on the beach with like a Reaper sticking out of the ocean as they drink like Mai Tais. <laughs> you know? Like... <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be the worst. That yeah, that would be that, that represents like the total lack of integrity. Like you know, just giving yeah, fans just like the dumb awesome. shit they want. Well, see that's, no, that's but, uh,
0: go ahead, go ahead, Griff.
1: Well, what I was gonna say about it is, it's like if you're talking about like yeah, if they go back and like you know, basically give in to the most like vocal, like obnoxious minority of their audience. That like half these people like yeah, as we've discussed, they haven't played the games. They don't really care. They're just sort of getting swept up in like the. The new trend of like saying, "Hey, this this ending really sucks. This is the worst ending ever, right?" Yeah, yeah. Everyone's just sort of agreeing with each other here, and like, you know, no one's really thinking about it. And if they go back and change it completely based on that, that would that would just be terrible. That would really be disappointing. But if it's like this DLC where they like like Nomad said, where they sort of expand on it or yeah. something like that, then I mean, I could get behind that because there's plenty they could like expand on. And like right. what he said about how, if you look at the if you look at the technical details, like some of the dialogue like could have been tuned up to make things clearer or a little like you know they could have remained vague, but you mm-hmm. know not uh, not had it be so clunky. Like basically the main explanation like for things is kind of clunky, kind of yeah. like some circular logic going on there. Where it's like yeah, you could have just you know left it right. a little vaguer and it would have actually been better. But when I finished the game, I still found it like at least thematically and, like, emotionally satisfying. Like, I beat it and I was like, you know, oh, you know, that felt like, you know, an ending to Mass Effect, you know. It wasn't like I was outraged, you know, like, oh, my
2: God, this is terrible,
1: you know, or anything. I don't know where that came from. I don't know how that rose up in people, unless they were just upset that it ended and that it wasn't, you know, I don't know if they wanted, like, a really... I don't know some that kind of my tie on the beach ending or you know <laughs> the wedding with Liara or something. You know, I, think, I,
0: don't know what. I think there's a number of things working towards this reaction, and I think the, the the germ of it all is general mistrust of Bioware that's been developing over the past couple of years since they've been bought out by EA, and yeah. so this is like the final like straw for a lot of people. In terms of like, Bioware is the company they used to be, and Bioware is the company they are now. So they had a lot of writing on how the company actually delivered on the promise of a, a finale for the Mass Effect trilogy. I
2: think but the game has been sorry, go on.
0: I, I was I was just going to say like, uh, I the my final impression, Griff. You said that you know you, you felt like emotionally satisfied. I, I agree. Like the, I thought the game was fantastic. Like overall, like 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 Nomad had said to me earlier that. You know, like 99 of the game is amazing. I'm like, I completely agree. Like, however, I did like kind of chuckle to myself a couple times during the ending because it's some awkward parts. I found myself laughing at some parts, but it didn't take away from the whole experience of the game. Like, I thought it was yeah. great. Like, I thought it a was a lot great of
1: game. a lot of the stuff people are complaining about that doesn't like you know that they wanted more of. That's taken care of in like the build up to the ending. You know, it's like the exactly. final cutscene doesn't need to, you know doesn't isn't the whole conclusion. You know, that's right. like that's you know you build up to it. And so that was weird. But uh, also I was gonna say the thing I thought was the worst was like the epilogue, the post credit one. <laughs> like that's well, what it
0: didn't bother me that much.
1: Yeah, that's well, the one Yeah, just... that that bothered me. That left me with like a you know bad taste. That's why I'm like, Yeah, please do a DLC so that'll be like, you know, I sort of <laughs> it won't ex- be the last thing.
0: <laughs> I sort of half expected something like that the entire series. I was like I was I was expecting like that kind of, you know, scene to happen. You know so. what you know what it reminded me of? Was like that? the The Dark Tower. Like, and all the (laughs) blendings there. My first thought was, like, FF7 for that scene.
1: Really? I'm trying to think of... uh, Oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah,
2: now I get what you mean, the very ending there.
1: Yeah. Um, I liked it a lot better the way they did it. Even the voice (laughs) acting in that scene was like... I'm going to...
2: I'm just going to open Mass Effect
0: 3 right now and just kind <laughs> of
2: listen to you guys in the background
0: and We're maybe trying. I'll chime in. We're doing, I'll just, our like, best. We're doing our best to not spoil things. It's tough, though. I mean, I, I think we've done pretty good so far, but I, I'm the kind of guy that... You have to guide me because I'm the kind of guy that doesn't necessarily care about big spoilers. Like, it's the details that really are important to me, but, like, the overall arc of a story, like, I, I don't care if you spoil me for all those things. Yeah, but that's but just
2: trust me, me uh, So far, everything that we've said, it's not it's no nothing. i know i know i'm no i'm just saying <laughs> that like i really want to beat the game Boy, so it's I fueling actually... your imagination but yeah, yeah gobs
3: just press <laughs> shift and
1: f1 to continue the podcast while you play
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah
1: origin
3: now yeah, me- what do you guys what do you guys think about the the romance? Part of the game because I know uh, Walter, you specified that you were with Liara yeah. Griffith. I don't even know was it Garrus? <laughs> <They didn't work.
1: laughs> no, it was uh, it was Liara as well. Yeah, like can I jump as into that is, actually? As really is right? an
2: A- Liara fan too. Oh yeah, Absolutely.
1: he's he's got it bad. He's got the blues in the best <laughs> me way. And, but, me uh, and Z
0: are equal size Liara lovers.
1: I'm just sort uh, of with her because, <laughs> like I like you know, it seems like the thing to do. She's like the the main heroine like in that regard like she is the romantic interest i feel like in the series but i was going to say about that is that i felt like it was really sort of i felt like all the character interactions and the romance in particular was really sort of toned down from like mass effect 2 like it was it was a lot more on rails yep I agree. Like, there, there weren't as many options, and it's like once you talk to someone once, it's like, you know, you just go click on them and they just say some generic, like, oh, hey, what's going on, Shepard? And it's like, what? You used to be able to yeah. just talk to them over and over again. I feel like in a way it's like they streamlined it, but in another way
0: it's like, you know, it was it was fine the way before. Right. Yeah. Um, I, If you watch all the romance options, like I, I watched them on YouTube last night after I beat them, after I beat the game, and Liara's is actually is the longest, I think.
3: Yep, it has Liar the most happened yeah, in it. That- I was about to say that because from a game like I wasn't going after Liara and mm-hmm. the entire game, unfortunately they pretty much force you to either go with either Liara or Ashley yeah. pretty much. Um, if you had a romance with anybody that wasn't part of the crew, um, you, pre- you pretty much don't get anything. I mean, you get a fade out or, you know, the, the conversations are very, you know, uh, short. I mean, there's, there was nothing. There, there was no, no, no substance whatsoever, and, well, and it, it yeah. aggravated. <laughs> I feel
1: I was, well. I feel uh, like they were really pushing for like the return to like Mass Effect One. Like they were paralleling. There, this game was basically trying to parallel that again. You could look at it as BioWare, many, like in
0: many ways, yeah.
1: yeah, like you know, like. Hey, we you know, we had problems with Mass Effect two and they were like, Well, we're sorry, we're gonna make it just like Mass Effect One that you know, <laughs> you're gonna have you're gonna have less squad members because you know they even they even get rid of like the good things about Mass Effect two is the funny part where it's like you know, you don't have to get rid of everything, you know, just like, yeah. like yeah. I would have I wouldn't have minded like more squad mates. Like, you know, like this isn't a spoiler, but it's it's kinda of spoils things. It's like you don't get to, you don't you don't really get to have Rex in your party. Or any Krogan. Like yeah, 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 no Krogan, like, why would you, why would you, why would you do that? Yeah, <laughs> you
2: know, it's that yeah, it's, it's funny, they, they dumped a lot of the Mass Effect 2 crew, and you're pretty much back to the, you got Liara back, you got Ashley, you got Caden, if, you know, if, you know, and, yeah. uh, you get, uh, a. <laughs> well, Garrus has been there the whole time. Anyway, Thanks yeah, Hal. I, I I chose to, you know, I did something kind of funny. Uh, I romanced Ashley in the first game and then I romanced Tally in the second game because Ashley was being kind of a bitch. Yeah, and then Ashley (laughs) comes back in the third game game. (laughs) and I'm just like, uh, yeah, get out of my face. (laughs) Although I have a renegade character that wrote a female character that Mm. romanced Caden and Liera in the first game and then there's this whole converse confrontations like you can't have us both, yep. and yeah. then I killed Caden, sent nice. him to die, and then I romanced Garris in the second game, <laughs> and Liara in the second game. I'm pronouncing her name wrong, well, but that doesn't matter. Anyway, it's a lot of <laughs> fun. Not real, yeah. I, I definitely like the romance aspect of the game. It's a, it's a lot of uh, entertainment
1: no the first game one of my favorite moments is yeah because I was romancing both Liara and Ashley and it's just when they finally bring it to a head and it's like oh man do I have to choose <laughs> like really even <laughs> in my video game life here come on this is a fantasy <laughs> and yeah I tried the like whole like well why can't I have you both it's like yeah. Shepard's doggest
0: <laughs> moment and where's,
1: like it. where's the
0: position on that
1: <laughs> yeah and then, you know, where's the position on that and then Ashley like walks away and, you get, and Liara doesn't care because you know she's an Ansari so <laughs> it's like no yeah. big deal to her no, but in the second game, you know, you can romance everybody with the same character, if I remember correctly. You just you could like sort of break up with them and then romance someone else. Yeah, you could. And you, you could have and this
0: multiple relationships.
1: Yeah, and in the, and I was like, why did they keep that? Like, just you know, it just made things a little more I don't know nuanced, I guess, or yeah. not really. I mean, just it keeps your options open. I don't know why they did they keep that in this one because I felt like I couldn't even once I like started my romance with Liara, I couldn't even talk to like Ashley anymore, basically.
3: Well, they you- ask you. They ask you, like, in the beginning of the game, if you had a romance previously, either Mass Effect yeah. 1 or Mass Effect 2, they'll, they'll, they'll flat out, the the first chance they get to be alone with you, they'll ask you, oh, so what about such and such? You know, are you still with her? And blah, blah, blah. Or with him. And, and uh, like, with me, my romance was Miranda. And Ash, uh, Liara was my uh, Mass Effect 1 romance. And the first time that w- that I'm in the Normandy, that's the first thing she says. She's like, well, uh, what about you and Miranda? I'm like, uh... It's nothing! It's nothing! <laughs> yeah. That's in the past. No, but yeah, no,
1: I got that. I remember that. But it's like, you know, I always, with all the female characters, I always be as friendly as possible. <laughs> so I said, oh yeah, that's just in the past, don't worry about it. But then it pretty much, like, you commit at the very beginning of the game. I, I don't like that Mass Effect 3, basically, you have to get married, you know, at the start. Like, you know, mm-hmm. give me, do you, do you do you know Nomad? Like, if you say, like, oh, well, let's just be friends, can you sort of pick it up later? Is that, no. a, is that what you have to do?
3: No, 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 no. What what happens? Uh, well, with with my shepherd, like the my, with my saves, um, Liara flat out asked me, and then when I said no, she never really, you know, we 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 had friendly conversations and everything, but it was nothing romantic. But then Ashley, out of the blue, um, started asking me questions that if I wanted to have a relationship with her, and it happened to be in the Citadel. Uh, right, right before I was supposed supposed to meet Miranda, um, and I was like, "Well, you know what? You know, I'll screw you. You look like a dude, so fuck it." <laughs> and <I> just, <laughs> just went straight to for Miranda. Oh, you're
2: which, mean. Was just, which
3: was very disappointing. I mean, I I was very disappointed with with how those romances uh, turn out to be. But okay, you know, whatever. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna make a petition out of that. <laughs> right.
0: And speaking of which, I wanted to steer this back to the the main question, which is basically like, how do you guys feel? About the idea of authorship and, and the, the importance of the writers maintaining their integrity on the story. Like, my, my two cents is basically in, in all art forms, the, the artist should have final say on the story because it's their vision, it's their world they created. It should not necessarily be influenced by fans or, or, or people that claim to be fans. Like, it should be one vision. Otherwise, you try to play to all audiences and you end up being like, you know, too many chefs in the, in the kitchen and you just be, end up with a big mess like it's like it's yeah. like if you take if you take any story and focus test it the final product is going to be a complete a hog p- piece of shit. There's no no one's going to enjoy it because yeah. it's not going to have a consistent like emotional tone. It's going to be trying to appeal to multiple different audiences. So just have one vision, stick to that vision, hold your guns regardless. I mean it Exactly. I,
2: well, they, yeah, the thing is the the it's kind of like if the artist has final say, you know, they it's it I, I, another end of the spectrum would be like I don't know George Lucas coming in and making and yeah. <laughs> changes to Star Wars and shit.
3: I wouldn't mind that though.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, but I mean, this if it's the case of like the fans coming in and go, oh, we didn't like it. Oh, this yeah. is shitty. Then, I mean, you know, it's artists should stick to their guns. Like, no, we wrote it, and that's you know, yeah. we thought it was it was good, so it's good. Enjoy or don't enjoy. Yeah. Well I almost have a a pro- oh would you go ahead no man No
3: no no hey come on man I almost <laughs> have a problem
1: more with like Bioware's like attitude about it like they could have very easily just said Oh, don't worry. You people that are dissatisfied, we've got more in the works. We've got, you know, we're gonna expand on this. I guess they maybe they would have been accused of like, you know, selling people the ending for extra money if they had said that. But it's like they, you know, their their attitude is just so to capitulate. They'd be like, oh, we're sorry, you know, we're gonna try to make it all better. And it's like just, you know, just say like, don't worry. There's gonna be more revealed later in DLCs, you know, like because that they might they could have gotten away with saying, well, we were planning on expanding more anyway. You yeah.
2: suggesting a purposely shitty ending? <laughs> no, that, no, that's,
0: no. that's the fear of that line of reasoning. Like I I, yeah. I, I understand that. The fear is that, well, you didn't like this ending, but pay ten dollars more and you'll get the good ending. You know, it's like oh, well, someone already like I, I
1: read that there was like some uh, someone made a joke about like, don't worry, Bioware will sell you as many endings
0: as you want. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know? like it's like.
0: The sad part is, man, it's fucking true. I mean, yeah, I can, I can totally envision that. Like, oh, you want, uh, you want an ending with Liara? You want an ending with Tali? Where they get married? Great, here you go, ten dollars. You
1: know. Yeah, it's
0: like, or, or sorry, eight hundred, eight hundred Bioware points.
1: But yeah, I was going to say, I don't really have a problem with them, like, expanding on it. I would have a problem with them, like, retroactively changing the game where, like, if I played the game, like, the regular mission all the way through, if it changed, like, the cutscene at the end, like, and I couldn't get it anymore, that would be, like...
0: That's the worst-case scenario. Yeah, that's the worst, yeah, I that's think that's the worst thing
1: they could do. I don't think they're going to do that either, and I think it's sort of unfair. Like, all the articles say BioWare promises to change the ending, and they sort yeah, of yeah. put it to that extreme every time. It's a little sensationalistic.
4: Yeah.
1: You know, that's... And uh, so I don't think they're going to do that either, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't have a problem with them, like, expanding. Isn't that basically what of sh- uh, the layer of the Shadow Broker was?
0: Exactly, like, yeah. Just like yeah. They, they had this scenario with Liara in, in Mass Effect 2. Fans are upset about it. So what they did was they added an additional scenario that kind of, you know, strengthened or elongated their relationship, kind of put a a bow on it, where, you know, to me, that was like an obvious oversight with writers, which Kind of, now that I'm thinking about it, makes me sound like a hypocrite. But I wasn't demanding <laughs> them to change it. I was just pissed. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, but it's like, you know, they didn't, but they didn't change the way the original game was. They just added an extra mission that, you know, yeah. sort of changed the context. It's a little, it's kind of, it's cheating a little bit, you know, but it, yeah. it's still, uh, it's still kosher. Right. Well, There's a way to satisfy all groups that way. Go ahead, Nomad,
3: sorry. No, well, no, that's fine. Like, um, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Seifon, Seifon,
0: see- Oh, Yeah. Something. Saifan, I think.
3: Saifan, okay. Um, he posted this link, and it, I, I found it quite interesting because, um, one of the writers, I think Chuck, something, I forgot his name. Um, he mentioned something. You know, he quoted something that that it's I I think is true to its form, where he said that a lot of people, you know, all these so called fans that they fight, you know, and they complain that video games are art, and now suddenly, all magically, it becomes a product, you know, and yeah. Um, you know, he, he brought in some really good perspectives, uh, and, and he even, I mean, he even pretty much slapped, uh, Bioware in the hand, you know, telling them that they pretty much brought this up on themselves. So, yeah, uh, you know, and they did, you know, they, they pretty much did. And I, I, I hate saying this, but I mean, do you guys think for some reason that Bioware is in this debacle as well? Because they... Although they've been trying to do this shooter RPG ordeal, now that they somewhat got close to being that good of a, of a gameplay with shootings and stuff, I mean, do you think that they just attracted the wrong crowd
1: to this uh, game? Yeah, in part, because, like, were you the one... Who who gave the example of, uh, like, they were at a GameStop? Was that Me, you, no that man? That. Yeah, yeah, that was that. you. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, you heard the people, like, yeah, they were, like, playing the game on that, like, auto... You know, basically autopilot
0: yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, I mean, which shooter yeah in the beginning. yeah,
1: they you know they they go so far out of the way to try to appeal to everybody that yeah, at a point it becomes like, well, you're you're not appealing to me anymore because you're clearly you know trying to just appeal to everyone. It doesn't appeal specifically to me anymore, almost
0: is that where it gets to? I, don't like, know. I, I mean, was, that, the fact that they gave additional options for people to play the game it it didn't affect my playthrough at all because I never even was given that option because I, I I imported my character, so. It didn't bother well, me. I mean, well, I feel have... like those... speaking
2: of importing characters. I know this might <laughs> derail <laughs> a little bit, but my well, face from Mass Effect One did not import properly right. into Mass Effect Three. They're working so on it. To... Yeah, I want, I want them to work on that quicker because Do you have I your, had trade, your federal
1: what? trade commission complaint all filled out. I
2: I had to from memory reconstruct my custom commander shepherd face. And that took five minutes. You, I want my time back.
0: You poor soul. I'm glad you're here, Gobbs, because I wanted to ask you, as someone who chose a custom face, uh-huh. like what 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 compelled you to make a custom face for I wanted shepherd?
2: someone that had a handlebar mustache <laughs> and like uh a pompadour black hair um <laughs> running around shooting people and romancing aliens that's all i really want in a game so that's him, I, like
0: did you give him like strawberry banana colored armor as well just to like really sell it i had um his armor was
2: either uh like kind of purplish or pink or something <laughs> something silly cuz it go, kind of goes along with the the voice acting what can you tell me about the briefers? <laughs> I I, actually, I, I've never really liked Male
0: Shepard's voice acting. It's always oh, been
2: yeah. tell he me about
0: he the collector base. He has yeah. good. He has good and low. He has high and low points for me. He, he, can, yeah. he, he really fucks up sometimes. Sometimes he nails it. Um, but um, I was watching replays or you know f- alternate endings and alternate things like that. And one of the most dominant uh, YouTube posters of these videos. His custom shepherd just like had this like generic, like dude bro face, and he had a simple oh. goatee. Like, all he had I was want someone t- that represents me, man. <laughs> yeah, the, the savior of the galaxy, the ultimate human is this dude with a goatee. I don't buy it. Come on,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I could just see him saying, Come on, Miranda, you want this?
1: Oh, shepherd.
3: <laughs> I kind of want to bring it back
1: around to uh, village people, yeah, village people. <laughs> to, What you were saying about how it didn't bother you that they opened up the options, like, for other people? Yeah. My problem with it is that, I mean, starting with Mass Effect 2, was they put so much, like, resources into that. Like, it wasn't just, like, giving people the option to go on autopilot. I mean, it was, like, they basically geared the whole gameplay towards a more, like, sort of mainstream, like, shooter style. Yeah. And cut a, out a lot of the RPG elements, and it was basically they were like, basically, I the way I think the way I put it before is that Mass Effect Two and continuing with Mass Effect Three, is it's like games made for people that didn't like Mass Effect One. It's like they yeah, they're sort true. of listening. It's like they they're always reacting to the complainers, like in that sense. And it's it's weird because I mean I guess it's smart because you know you can afford you know to alienate your your loyal audience for your you know to appeal to your you know your not so loyal audience. But it's it's still a sort of a strange way of going about things.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I mean, it's kind of. I don't of, think. Uh, I but... don't think this. I, I enjoy the fact that they improved the shooting element <clears throat> in two and three. Like I think it's a, it plays like a much better game, no doubt about oh, it. Oh
1: well, the yeah the problem is is I can't go back and play one now and like it as much because it's like yeah. oh wow the shooting is way better in those games. But I wish it had the RPG elements
0: from this. Oh, that's sure. what I
1: was hoping they would do with three. I was hoping they would sort of bring that all back. Yeah. But instead they, they actually cut it out even more. Like it's even more simplified in that regard. Uh, yeah.
0: I, I, I have a lot of problems with the way they handle I'm mean, like great, inventory's back to a certain extent. But the way that the inventory is implemented in the environment is ridiculously stupid. Like, oh look, yeah. here's some shoulder pads laying around. Did I grab those? Oh look a silencer. <laughs> what do you know? You know? It's like come on, really? Scattered okay. around the battlefield
3: like that? Okay, but I do I mean, I, I have a question then because I mean we all know that they sold Mass Effect three as, you know, the the end of the trilogy. Now, how much can you actually expect out of the finale of this trilogy as far as explorations is concerned and all that stuff when all they're trying to do is finalize it? I mean, that's. Finish it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so that's that, that, that's something that I think a lot of people should keep on, on their perspective because that was my reaction as well, Griffith. When I was playing Mass mm-hmm. Effect 3, I was like, well, you know, it looks like they narrowed everything even more tighter. But the more I thought about it, it's like, well, I mean, they're pretty much just giving this an ending. So. You know how much can we explore? How much can we? Well, yeah, well, I'm just talking about like the open world
1: elements. Like, you know, let me let me land on planets again and drive around a square mile. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I just I just always want you know, sort of like, am I? I I always want like more. You know, I'm not asking for less. You know, more is fine. And then it's like if I don't want to you you know use the more you give me, you know, fine. But it's like I. It's funny that you said that, how they reduced things further and it got narrower, because that's sort of true, like, both for the gameplay and also for, like, the story elements. And another thing that tied into why I thought it was weird that people thought the ending was going to be, like, well, I wanted 20 different endings where, you know, it didn't even have to, you know, be on, you know, where the finale takes place. I guess they wanted completely different stuff. Like, that was one of the complaints that people were saying that the different endings weren't different enough. And it's like the whole series, like, the I was thinking of the shape of it. It's like, because I was thinking Mass Effect 1 is where you can really exert the most change on the story. It's like, that's where you can really do the most stuff, because they're not, you know, in Mass Effect 2 and 3, they're obviously trapped by the fact that there's already been a game, and they're sort of, like, retroactively writing to meet those, the standards of what already happened. Sure. And, be, and, you know, all those different choices, it's like, instead of branching out, it almost, like, cuts off what you can do later. And so it's sort of like this funnel shape where everything's getting you know, so it's like it, it. What you're saying is true that it's not surprising that like actually more options get cut off and that you know, the ending sh- there shouldn't be so many different endings. There's so many different options. I guess is what it comes down to. I mean, and it's that's consistent with the rest of the series too. Like the you know, Mass Effect One had it basically had one ending where you could do a couple of different things in that one ending, but it was like yeah. the same event, and that's the same with Mass Effect uh, Two. So I don't know why people thought in Mass Effect Three. It was gonna be like, I guess that was the point. Like they said, oh, they promised us. But it's like I feel like they still technically. I feel like they were just on the wrong page, with what the yeah. developers were saying, because to me it seemed really consistent with the rest of the series.
3: No, yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. And I, I think my only pet peeve about the whole game really is the waste of time and space that Vega and what's her name, <laughs> Jessica Chobot, um, the the reporter did. I God, I, agree <laughs> I mean. Please delete those guys and you know let me choose at least somebody that never made it to the squad and so you know so that they can. I, I don't. Whip.
2: I don't mind James Vega that much. He yeah, as a uh,
1: defended Vega to me too.
0: Yeah, I, I've never. Dead. I've never used him. I, I sent, the very first Mars mission, I sent him back to the Normandy. <laughs> <laughs> did,
1: you, did you even? Did you even talk to him? Like in, no. the, <laughs> in the shuttle but, Yeah, I talked to him for the first time yesterday, <laughs> and he was like mad at me too. He was like, "I didn't know you knew your way down here." <laughs> it's like, oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> he's right you know
0: i saw him I, and the prothean guy having like a, a stare down. oh no him and garris having a stare down contest that was yeah. pretty funny that was the most interaction i've had with him
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, i think i've used him once time. and the rest of the times my squad has been garris and tally and <laughs> I, I always like choose one combination of guys and that's yep. yeah Same i here. always the- use
1: garris and liara Liara. Cause, you know, and it's because it's like I'm totally beholden to Mass Effect one, you know, it's but at the same time they kind of like push you that way by bringing back Ashley and Garrus and Liara and Tali, and then just like a few new characters like, you know, for this one and maybe I don't know. I mean Edie is
2: from Mass Effect two, she just wasn't a playable character. Uh I was gonna ask, how do you guys feel about um uh Edie being a romanceable character by Is she uh, really? Is she? is she Well Well no 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 for no. joker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, okay. <laughs> that's kind of... I mean, last think it's sick. fine, but it's... I don't know if this is a spoiler or I should be talking about it.
1: That's uh, not it, so. it gets into, like, bigger themes. It actually sort of pays off in more than just a, you know, weird, like, you know, jokers dating a robot kind of way. There's like.
0: This is what's weird to me. Like, last night I went through about 200 pages worth of the Something Awful forum thread on master Oh, joker's my God. Ending, And... One of the things they focused on over making fun of was the fact that Edie's character design has a camel toe. <laughs> That's part of the art book sketch, and I never actually noticed it, but apparently it's on her character model as well. I, I, well, I have the it, art
2: I, book right here. Let me check it out.
0: Yeah. and oh, you
3: know, uh, robots need to uh, extract their oil too. <laughs> <today>. <laughs>
0: So to me, like, they they really overtly sexualized her character, and they gave her, like, ridiculously huge robot boobs. I, I, I didn't yeah. think it was really necessary, but, I mean, whatever. I mean,
1: They're not even made of silicon. They look metal. That's not cool. Yeah. It's, like, poor yeah. Joker. No, but, yeah, it is, His like, theme- bones are, like- <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's the other thing. She's the worst match for him. She'll crush him.
3: <laughs> well, she wears, actually... like- there's actually an Easter, an, uh, what you guys call an Easter egg about that uh, with Joker and, and Edie. I don't know if you guys caught that. Um, if you visit Morden, I'm not gonna say what it is, but if you, when Morden is in your in your ship, uh, doing what he's do, what he does, I forgot what it is, but uh, <laughs> um, if you walk into him, you see him talking to Joker uh, via intercom. And the conversation was actually quite hilarious, and it was regarding that little topic about uh, uh, Joker and Edie. You know, oh, I try to punk- see
0: that.
3: Yeah, yeah. That, that's why. That's why I posted on Facebook. on oh, Facebook. Um, on Skull Night about you know every time you do the smallest uh, quest or mission, always walk around, always run around and talk to. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a lot of Easter eggs on this one, and and it's actually pretty funny. I, 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 I had wish,
0: wish they, <clears throat> I wish they'd found a better way to highlight those because I know I found a couple of them as well. But th- they put the lamest ones right in front of her face. Like whenever you have to yeah. go through the security checkpoint, those losers never say anything worthwhile or interesting or witty. It's just a bunch of bullshit they say between each mission. Like, yeah, that was crazy, huh? Yeah, that was crazy. Oh, hi, Chef yeah. it's I like hate come that on,
2: security checkpoint. <laughs>
1: Yeah. No, well, that's the strange. weird thing is, like, for all the, like, I, you know, a little praise for the game here is that, like, yeah, they have so many great, like, little interactions. The thing that blows me away is, like, all the stuff I miss that is actually oh, yeah. there. It's, like, it's sort of incredible what they get in there. But at the same time, like, what we were talking about earlier, how they reduce things, is, like, I don't feel the need to go talk to everybody because, like, you know, everyone's giving me the cold shoulder now. Like, Garrus at this point literally just says to me, later. <laughs> <And it's, laughs> like I <laughs> Yeah, he just says, later. Every time I talk to him, it's like, and I'm never going to, and it's like, I'm at the end, you know, I'm just playing all the side missions before I finish the game again, and uh, so it's like, he's never going to say anything interesting to me again, so it's like, of course I'm not going to run around and, like, talk yeah, to everybody, because it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't encourage that, which is weird. Like, so, like, when you were saying, Walter, like, they really, they should have found a better way to highlight that, or, like, emphasize the good points, because, yeah, there's a lot of great stuff
0: in there. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of clunky stuff with the character interactions. Like, they they, they try to, like, direct you when something has a, someone interesting to, something interesting to say, but it's not always very effective. Like, at one point, it yeah. said, Ashley wants to see you. Like, uh, okay. He has something serious to say. Hey, Shepard, I'm drunk. <laughs> oh. <Yeah>. oh
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm I guess yeah. i go now. Uh, okay, I couldn't there. even find her the first time. Oh, yeah. I, like,
1: walked, yeah, I walked in the room she's, and said, Where is she? She's and laying on
2: the, on the floor. <laughs> oh, Ashley, you goofball. Get up. Uh, yeah. Okay. Mass Effect podcast is brought exactly. to you I was by actually about to call Sensible it Portions Garden Veggie Straws, great tasting snack, thirty percent fat than the leading potato chip.
0: Thank you. <laughs> I was going to call close the Mass Effect three. because We've talked about it way longer than I'd, I'd planned to, I, I know Az is going to be listening to this and wanting to chime in himself because he's probably oh, yeah. the biggest Mass Effect fan here. So we're going to get to regurgitate a lot of that again next week. So Wait anyway,
2: you, Az. <laughs> yes, and
0: sorry for usurping Mass Effect three time. Everyone who wasn't interested in that. <laughs> the last thing I had on the show actually was, if you're comfortable with sharing it, actually, Gobbs was you and Grail met through the forum, I think. Yeah. Did you not? Yeah. Yes, how is. did how did that work exactly? I mean, first of all, Azil and Poila also met through the forum. And they, they kind of talked through it and it became a relationship and they eventually got married. And but, um, how did that work for you guys? Like, what started it and and how did you pursue it? As well, much as you share.
2: well, the thing is, is uh, a is my berserk mentor. I want to be exactly like him. So I decided <laughs> to, uh, uh, you know, just find some girl on the forum and start dating her. Yeah. yeah um,
0: whoever's available.
2: Yeah. It, you know, it doesn't really matter. No. Um, I think that the first thing I I noticed about Grail was she drew, like, incredibly funny drawings. And I was a comic artist for a while. I I was like, whoa, this girl's really funny. So I started talking to her on, um, you know, sending private messages, you know, being a creep, no big deal. But, uh, (laughs) you know, we we actually realized that we live kind of close together and we, we met up and we just started hanging out. Yeah, we 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 started uh dating and it was uh she's uh, one of the funniest, most talented uh people that I know. And uh we were actually talking before we officially started the podcast as that uh Grail's uh Scully and Mr. Waffles comics are, are very missed and Yes, and yes. She, Grail, more and, we want more <laughs> and that she has to start drawing more of those. So um yeah. you know it, it's you know she Actually, uh, before we started dating, she would help me with uh, my comics at the time. We're still kind of working on a, a web comic. It's coming along very slow, and I'll post the link when uh, something is readable. But, um, yeah, I'd like to hear uh, Az's story, actually. That, that's always been something I've been
0: uh, interested in. But, uh, I don't know the full story. I just know that they met on a forum
3: Yeah, I'm afraid to ask him, you know, like in details or so,
0: you know, what started this whole thing, but, you know, it's a personal thing. I I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) I doubt he'll share very much. It's his personality. (laughs) Yeah, I love Grail's art. I've always thought she had. I mean, what I like particularly about her art is that it has a lot of personality to it and also that it highlights the funny parts about Berserk. It gives Berserk more personality than it normally has. I mean, Miura's art's usually, traditionally, very realistic To a certain extent, you know, a lot of details, but what Grail does is it gives it like a much more like a cartoony dimensions, but it's also usually very true to the character design. So I've always really enjoyed the things that she makes. I think she started out on the drawing board and I always looked forward to the things that she'd make because she always had funny scenarios. Like my favorite one, probably the one that still makes me laugh out loud is like Flora baking (laughs) Gollum (laughs) cookie.
1: (laughs) <laughs>
0: the idea that she and she would be eating those later on <laughs> its just like horrifying, <laughs> evil grandmother witch that lives in a tree kind of. <laughs> I always thought that was really funny.
3: My favorite uh, Grail uh, work has to be, I mean, granted, yeah, the whole uh, Mr. Waffles and and Skull Knight, but in those doodles, the, the, the thing that I laugh so hard is how she portrays Void, um, you know, the... <laughs> The poor guy is so lost, and every single time that you know he's either reading a manual or you know he's asking for text support, and I'm like,
0: I think it's it's pretty accurate given the guy that the guy has like six feet long arms. Like, imagine how awkward he must be in person. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. I imagine him being a big dork.
3: No, <laughs> yeah. well, k- kudos to her. I mean, she definitely uh, definitely made my day when I when I saw all those doodles and and all that stuff. So yeah. hopefully we'll get more.
0: Yeah, what are the chances we can Grail on the podcast, huh? Uh,
2: she would probably really like to join the podcast.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. Is she there right now or you or no?
2: Uh, what's that? Is oh, let me now? uh let me get her on right now. Oh, awesome. <laughs> can I <laughs> over here a woman? <laughs> uh, where is my stupid steam? Okay, get on Skype now. What's your skype
0: email address (laughs) yeah i already sent an invite to graily toast okay on skype Graily (laughs) toast yo grail hey how's it going Oh, girl. Good. Thanks for coming on. Actually, I didn't really expect you to be able to hop on. I was just kind of like throwing it out there if it would be possible, and you were there, yeah, so yeah. wow. Yeah, I,
4: I was just kind of sitting here, and gobs gives me a message like, "Get on Skype." And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Podcast? I'm like, oh shit.
0: <laughs> well, you just missed. A, you just missed a big crazy like Grail uh praise fest. We were oh, all yep. talking about. We were all patting you on the back for oh, being guys. an awesome artist.
4: Goodness gracious. Well, thank you very much. I'm sorry I missed it.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, you'll (laughs) hear it later, I'm sure. I was just saying a bunch of terrible things about you.
4: Yeah, I know. I I understand.
2: Something about
0: snow and hairy armpits. He was saying saying (laughs) sweet things about how you guys met on my awesome forum.
4: Oh shucks. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't realize it, but Skoda actually serves as a a great uh, dating site. As well, I, I realized
0: that the ratio actually <laughs> isn't that great between male and female members. <laughs> I actually think you probably were very brave in accepting Gob's, like, PM requests. Like, hey, let's meet. Like, imagine, like, how that could have gone. Like, some of the Yeah.
4: <laughs> oh, trust me. I thought about it. I thought about it. It took yeah. a lot of patience. We met in
2: the part. most public place possible where I couldn't
0: possibly murder her.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I've heard and- that. I've heard that female members just over the past, you know, ten years, I've had a forum. If you're a female member, you generally get like random PMs like all the time. Like, are you really a girl? Do you <laughs> look like Casca? <laughs> <Are> you... <laughs> but anyway, uh, we were actually—it was a kind of like a, a rallying cry around asking you to do more Skull Knight comics. Uh, I'm going to just oh. put you on the spot and see if you could or would. Oh
4: no. Uh, I I, I totally am planning to do more. I just haven't had the time to sit down and draw them because uh, I'm actually kind of in between a lot of stuff right now. And I I do feel really bad about it because I kind of left it hanging for a while, but I do intend to come back and finish. I just have to figure out exactly how I want to do those last couple of pages.
0: Oh, sure, yeah. Oh, is the comic not finished yet? I didn't even realize. No,
4: no, it's it's actually got, you're talking about the one with uh, Skull Knight and Mr. Waffles, right? So, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> yes. It meets Slant, like
0: the grocery store.
4: Yeah, the grocery store and Slant yeah. shows up, yeah. I, I have to do a couple more pages of that, and then mm. it'll officially be done. But I do want to do some more, actually, based on some old oikake drawings that I did. Uh, oh, yeah. I was kind of thinking about doing... I don't know if you remember it, but there was one that I drew where Skull Knight and uh, Void are in a baking contest.
0: <laughs> I, oh, that no, I, don't, I don't remember that one, but I do remember um, the one with uh, Flora baking like golems.
4: Right, right. That was actually my friend's idea, and I really liked oh, really? it. So I
0: enjoyed... Oh, I love that idea. That always makes me laugh.
4: Yeah, it's, it's a, a lot of fun. of like there,
0: subverting, subverting your idea of what Flora is. Like she's an evil... <laughs>
4: She's Rich evil. baking people, <laughs> making people out of uh, gingerbread. Yeah. But yeah, um, uh, one thing that I wanted to do was that baking contest where Skull Knight and Void are competing, and I pictured Skull Knight like, uh, you know, finding barrets for for weeks and you know, getting them to regurgitate into uh, this egg salad type dish. And he's really working hard on it. And then Void just spends like 30 minutes and makes this really incredible peach cobbler. <laughs> because Zod is one of the big judges. He he is kind of biased and he says that Void wins. And the whole story would be how about uh, Skull Knight is outraged and tries to find justice.
0: <laughs> what's, so is, what's the name of that Japanese cooking show? They have an American version of it now. Uh, Iron yeah, I, Iron Chef. It could be like Iron Chef, except like yeah. the secret ingredient today is behirits. Don't do
4: it. Skull night's
0: like. Skull Knight thinks like, ah, oh, my bahirats have been refined over a number of years. <laughs>
4: <laughs> For and Boyd's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My
0: behirits are swimming in the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be cool. Marinating. Yeah, marinating. Yeah. There you go, marinating in the vortex of souls. Succulent.
4: <laughs> good stuff. Good
2: stuff. Grail has also been the um, the provider of original SkullKnight.net
0: avatars for a while.
2: For many, oh, many right. people, yeah,
0: many people, many people have those. Actually, you know, this is a this is a sad thing, guys. But I actually turned avatars off. Uh, this started back when I had an office job, so I could browse SkullKnight kind of like incognito. Mm-hmm. So many people had avatars of like you know anime boob or something like that, and had to turn that off. So now <laughs> it's like. My avatars are still off just for the convenience of, like, being able to browse, like, in peace. But, uh, yeah, I don't see the avatars very often, actually, because they're off. But, yeah, I have, like, I think it's, like, five or six different people have Grail yeah. avatars, at I least. Know, I know Oburi uh, has one, right? Yeah, he was, and
4: He had the uh, Shirke one that I drew him a while back where he wanted something where Shirke was really angry with, like, <laughs> steam coming out of her ears or something. Yeah, it yeah. was that was a lot of fun to draw, but, you know, lately I actually haven't gotten a lot of requests, so if anybody wants to hit me up...
0: Is that I, all it takes?
4: Yeah. I mean, people oh, really? <laughs> just... Yeah, people just PM me and say, hey, I want this avatar. Can Would you mind? And I say, sure, I'll go ahead. And uh, I oh, send it over. Awesome. Oh,
0: so. that's great. Actually, I would love to make a request. If you could make yes. one of Gambino babysitting guts.
4: Oh, <laughs> that would be awesome.
0: Or, or if that's too, too complex for an avatar... Just like Gambino just looking kind of like disgruntled for his parental you know, situation.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
0: that, would be, that would be great. <laughs>
4: Absolutely. Actually, that sounds like a lot of fun. Oh,
2: Guts, one day, I swear, I'm going to get drunk <laughs> and try to murder you. <laughs> just kidding.
0: <laughs> I do actually, I have, an, I have an Okaki drawing of kind of similar situation where Guts is trying to eat an elf that's in a jar and Gambino's looking really like disgruntled about having to be a parent
4: yeah i remember like that one
0: 10 year old boy basically i have this yeah. big thread actually i've been working on for the past couple weeks like just kind of like uh addressing gambino as a character and a lot of people tend to not really like him but i think there's a lot to like about the character that people overlook so i've been trying to finish yeah. that up it's been a while but anyway side project of mine um yeah. is there anything else guys I wanted to I wanted to talk more with Grail but i, I haven't really planned any content I was just kind of a random cameo appearance I would love to have you on for additional podcasts I just don't know oh
4: that'd be so much fun thank you I would
0: yeah we'd love to have you and, and any other guests we can get from the forums I just you know I didn't plan any more content for this podcast
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think uh Nomad came and left and then came back so are you guys still there I'm here I'm here. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I just got a message from Skype. No, my back. Yep. Um, Was it you or was it me? I think it was, it's actually, oh, I'm going to write a timestamp down. Quick. Hang on. Because we had some problems. Yeah, it said said that you disconnected and then you were off for a bit. And then I got a message on my screen saying that um, there was a connection problem. So I want to make sure everyone's still here.
3: Yeah, no, for some reason, my... uh, internet shown that I was completely offline even outside Skype for like a brief second and and now there's baby toys ringing hold on a second <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> awesome. we got a, we got official soundboard. is what it sounds like
4: yeah.
0: <laughs> I would love to get one of those for the podcast I don't know what I put um, on it though
4: yeah there there would be some definitely good ones
0: yeah <sighs> wait what what do you guys want uh, I was just saying that sound effect reminded me that it would be great to have like a skull night on Play sounds like the Zoo Crew with skull cast. <laughs> you get stuff. like
4: a, a soundboard featuring different like regulars. Like just get an as soundboard. Like even <laughs> if he isn't on the on the podcast, you can just have him say things that you think you would say. Like I knew already. Or this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you guys sound like Such probably? bullshit.
0: <laughs> Well, I guess that'll wrap it up, guys. Um, I don't want to take too much more time. Grail, I uh, would love to have you back on, and Gobs and Nomad, I'm sure we'll have you guys back on as well um, when we come back in the next couple weeks. Looks... Next episode, we're going to be talking about Miura and his background and history and stuff. So Ooh. look forward to that. I Thanks, do. guys, for joining us again.
2: Mass Effect 3, take Earth back. Thank you very
0: much.
4: <laughs> Thank you very much for having me on. I'll and see you guys later. You...
0: See ya. And if you're going to play Mass Effect 3... By Mountain Dewcans. says, yay.
2: Uh, I'm Griffith, and I'm here to say I'm the mightiest conqueror in the USA. That's how I roll. I'm a demon, too. If anyone wants to fight me, I'll kill you, because I have wings. I'm black as hell. I'm femto. That's what they call me in a cell. I was locked up for 80 oh, years. Sorry. Motherfucker, I will <laughs> rip off your ears like that snake baron did. He ate it, too. You never know. That's my berserk freestyle. Holy
0: crap. (laughs) Oh, shit. That's really awesome.
2: I'm Guts. I'm here to say that I got raped in the butt every day by a big (laughs) man.
0: He was black. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be our outro, by the way. Oh, good. Yes, yes. I need, to, I need to write that time down now, actually. 100.
2: I'm Rickard. I'm here my- to say that all my friends got ate in front of me. It really <laughs> sucks. <laughs> it hurt my feelings when they got killed. And then they, uh, Skull Knight came and rescued me. He gave me a lot of help that day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is anybody watching that? No. Okay. Me and my wife. It's, only, it's the only show me and my wife actually watch together.
1: Yeah, it's like I'm, I'm like sort of seeing all the excitement, you know, all the billboards for the new season and everything. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like I wish I had seen the first five seasons or however many there have been.
0: It's, it's okay. I, I, it's never, it's not the kind of show I would, re- would like recommend to anyone that's not already into it. Like, what I'm not going to go it? out of my way to recommend it. Sorry?
2: What, what show? Mad Men. Oh, no. Yeah, I haven't seen it.
0: It's okay. Uh, it's by the, one of the one of the former writers of The Sopranos, so it has a yeah. similar a similar vibe, but really, it's quite a bit different show. It's not about it's like, like without violence. Exactly, it is so anti-violent. <laughs> it's more like uh, it's it's kind of like a love letter to the '60s. Yeah,
1: <clears throat> I was I read an article about like how when it goes, like it's going to be the end of this like new golden age of you know TV that, you know, basically started with, like, The Sopranos and The Wire, Breaking Bad, and, you know, Mad Men. Why is it necessarily the
0: end? That seems really arbitrary.
1: Uh, I don't know. Well, I guess because, like, there aren't, you know, unless another show comes along that's, like, on these, like, four-show, le- like, the four-shows <laughs> level, then that's going to be sort of the, I mean, that's going to be the end the end of the chapter. And they were, like, they were being very poetic about how, you know, how the guy used to write for The Sopranos and, you know, how it's so fitting, blah blah blah. It's like full circle, and it's like okay. That,
0: that sounds. <laughs> I like... guys
2: remember when House used to be good.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. <No. laughs> like th- that sounds like wankery to me because I mean yeah. you know, like it, what what the show? It's all relative. Like you know when Lost was on the air, people thought that was the best ever, and then when Lost was going to be over, that was going to be the end of television. Like come on, really? I mean no, so they, they always... actually
1: cover that distinction. They're like, well, Lost was like one of the best network shows ever. <laughs> but that's not like to qual- you know to
0: qualify it.
1: Yeah, but it disqualifies it from being, like, on the level of, like, you know, one of
0: these cable ones. What about The Walking Dead? See, I was actually about to say that five years from now, when that show ends, people are like, Oh, no, Walking Dead's going to end. Like, yeah, really, guys?
1: (laughs) I don't know. I think there's, like, enough of a backlash, like, against
0: it (laughs) that people people realize.
3: (laughs) I mean, did you guys really hate that show that bad? Or or is it... Walking Dead?
0: Yeah. I don't... Here's the thing, like... As a fan of the comic, I can't watch that show and, and think it's good because okay. the comic is so much better. <laughs> well, no, I mean I understand that purpose, but I mean if you were to watch it as
3: a standalone, because I haven't seen the comics, and mm-hmm. though this season was kind of stupid or dull—not well, stupid, but it was somewhat dull—I um, mean I, I can't say it's that bad, you know. i'd You know, it's just I, don't,
0: a- I only watched the first season. I didn't even bother with season two. I, I, I really didn't like how they elongate certain character plots and. There's so much boring drama, infighting. Like the, the show is like, it may as well not be a zombie show at some point. Yeah. And the, the times that they do involve the zombies, it feels really forced. Like, oh, we got a meter zombie quota, we throw throwing some zombies. It's not really integrated into the plot very well. The, the comic solves that really well because the zombies are like kind of like a force of nature that they have to like, evolve their own little mini society around. Like, it's much more involved with what's going on in the world, whereas the the show. Like, the centerpiece of the show is, like, the character drama. Like, yeah, that's never been a focus for me. Like, it's not in the comics either. It's, like, kind of, that's a kind of the backdrop for the comics.
3: Now, now, I guess my my question is, I mean, do we know what caused the whole zombie thing? Because in the series, they kind of touched that, uh, well, they, they didn't touch it, but basically you they're all infected even when you're alive. You're infected Correct. if you die, you pretty much turn into a zombie even if you don't get bitten and stuff like that. I mean, is that accurate or...?
0: Well, yeah, I mean that's that's set up in the first that's in the very first volume of the comic that's established. So the the series, the TV series, really milked that part of the show, which I thought was really weird. They didn't reveal that until the end of the second season, as I understand it. But basically, oh, yeah. the premise is it's something in the air or something the way that humans evolved that eventually, if you die, you become you become a zombie. That's and everyone that's walking around will eventually become a zombie when they die. That's that's the premise of the entire series.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah.
3: Sure. Hey, Griff. I'm gonna send something here on the text. drop. stay away from it because this is a uh, Mass Effect spoiler content.
2: <laughs>
1: well, oh, the mute button. It. Well, no, he's sending it in the little text
2: window. I guess. Oh. Yeah. Oh, what's that? An instant message. Let me take a look. Hey, <laughs> Walter, me... you got my message? Uh, let me. See. Hey guys, I'll be right back in one minute. Is it
0: the link?
3: Uh no, no. The <laughs> link. <laughs> oh, was... here we go. No, this is the ending. Yeah, I wanted. <laughs> No, uh, I sent you a private message uh, Walter. The the animal house thing? No, 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 no. I'm talking about I was ex- well, pretty much I'm telling you that 60% of the song is done. Um I don't want to oh. get into details for humming secret purposes, but
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't <laughs> mind. I don't mind sharing that. Like basically, like I was in the car one day and and Nomad has been talking about writing a skull Knight theme and like a tune came to my head and I wanted to record it so I embarrassingly like hummed it to myself in my car so I could re- keep it and I was telling Nomad about it just like casually like yeah I came up with a cool tune I- I'll kind of want to like see what I can do with like you know basic composition software and he's like I oh, just send it over to me I'm like dude that'd be completely embarrassing <laughs> and so I eventually like worked up the courage to actually record it and I sent it to him and with like the note that never send this to anyone you know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> don't worry it's already deleted don't worry. Um, well, it's sixty percent done. That's cool, mean It's coming up pretty nice. Um, I'm gonna have to add a little bit more than what I usually add, but uh, I think. Uh,
0: holy uh, shit. Hey, come back. <laughs> is the Java over there. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Just be in the hut. Awesome. <laughs> Got bitches and <in> chains. <laughs> I guess we Can might as we, well start. Uh, this. Yeah, we're going to jump in. <laughs> Let's do this. I'll probably include this anyway. I hope
2: it's been recording. Yeah, I've
0: been recording. Yeah,
1: did you get the TV conversation?
0: Yeah, I got I, I, I've had everything. Yeah, you ought to just throw all that in. Just do like,
2: <laughs> now for a, a- now for a skull cast extra <laughs> oh, it at the very end.
0: i've learned from my previous mistakes of not recording me and griff have always had like you know 15 minute conversations before the show starts like oh i forgot to record that whoops so yeah
2: we did that great, great stuff and now it's gone forever now but, that i yeah. know it's recording i'm i'm gonna be all shy and not say anything for the whole episode <laughs> again <laughs>